to the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 10, this evening, Mark chapter 10. And if you are able to stand, would like to stand with us here tonight, we're going to pick up here at the end of the chapter. And we're going to read a very familiar section of Scripture. I remember uh, just even as a little boy, Sunday school classes, hearing the story of blind Bartimaeus. And so we pick up here in verse 46, Mark chapter 10. And they came to Jericho, as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then he charged him that he, would, or that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. It's a wonderful story. It's not just a story. It's a true story. It's a true account of, I believe, a man not only healed of physical blindness, but I believe a man healed of spiritual blindness. A man coming to know Jesus Christ as Savior and uh, as you know, and as we have presented the Gospel of Mark, in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is the servant. And here as Jesus is serving, uh, over and over, uh, people are coming to him. And he, he never turned away a sincere heart. Isn't that neat? Never turned away a sincere heart. And that's why all, uh, the Bible says, all that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. And if one comes to Jesus sincerely, uh, they are freely received of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord uh, this evening in prayer. Father, we thank you here again tonight. We, we've been blessed, just the song service, uh, this special tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that, uh, that, Lord, you speak to all languages, all people. And even as we are reminded here tonight through this special that you speak to the deaf and you speak to the blind. And, Lord, you are concerned for every individual regardless of their circumstances or their lot in life. And Lord, I thank you that you take us right where we are and you understand us. Nobody else can understand. Thank you, Lord, that we can cast every care upon you. And we want to come tonight with that heart and that attitude and just cast upon you all of our care because we know you care for us. Have your way this evening. Speak, touch hearts as only you can. We give this service to you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated this evening. And uh, just reminding us of uh, kind of where we are in the Gospel of Mark. And uh, we have seen that the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ at this point is, is winding down. And it's at this point where we're about a week away from the cross. If you just put all the scriptures together. So we're, we're headed to the cross. And as we march through the Gospel of Mark, we're going to, going to be dealing with the cross and uh, I want you to go back with me to Mark chapter 10, just as a reminder, just kind of the context as to what is taking place in Mark chapter 10. 
and verse number 32. And they were in the way going up to Jerusalem. So at this point, Jesus is pressing toward Jerusalem. And Jesus went before them, and they were afraid. And he took again the twelve and began to tell them what things should happen unto him, saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, shall deliver him to the Gentiles, and they shall mock him, shall scourge him, shall spit upon him, and shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. So Jesus, at this point, as we come here to the end of Gospel of Mark chapter number 10, Jesus has set his face toward Jerusalem. We saw as we preached through that section that uh, uh, through the Gospel of Luke, it's very evident he, he was going to Jerusalem knowing uh, what was going to face him as he arrived there, but nothing would stop the Lord Jesus Christ. That was his mission, and that was his purpose. Now we, we go to Mark chapter 10 and verse number 46 here. Mark chapter 10 verse 46. And the Bible says they came to Jericho. It's not by accident. Everything that Jesus did had a purpose, had a plan. They came to Jericho. And as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. It seems that just a brief time in Jericho and the Bible seems to indicate they they entered in and they entered out and so just very quickly they they came to Jericho they came in and now they're on the way out in and out of that city and pressing toward Jerusalem interestingly here in in the Bible it says there was a great number of people by this time the lines have been drawn and by that I mean that there were many converts there were those that were following Jesus that dearly loved him. There are those that had been saved uh, through the Lord Jesus. They have turned to him. Uh, they're disciples of the Lord. They're following the Lord in the way. Uh, they are following the Lord as he goes to Jerusalem. And I think as we move on, as we get to this Passion Week, uh, we find that the multitudes are beginning to gather and they're singing hosannas unto the Lord and as he would enter into Jerusalem they're singing praises to the Lord and that crowd is beginning to uh, enter and come around the Lord Jesus Christ but there's also uh, the other side there are the enemies uh, they're soon to crucify the Lord Jesus Christ and so a line has been set and this is the thing about the Lord Jesus Christ he brings you to a decision he brings you to a choice uh, when you uh, hear of Jesus you've got to make a decision you've got to choose what you're going to do with him and uh, with Jesus, you can't remain neutral. You're either for him or you're against him. Uh, either you're saved or you're not. Uh, either you have him and possess him or you don't. And if you know the Lord, you're on his side. If you don't know the Lord, you're against the Lord. And it's just as simple as that. And so the lines have been drawn here in this final week as Jesus presses to Jerusalem. Now enters into this account blind Bartimaeus. So you read here in verse number 46, And they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And it would be typical of many of the towns, the villages in Israel and Judea at that time. Beggars would line the entry and the exits of the city. Uh, the roads to catch people as they entered or as they left the city. And it's kind of like, uh, as we pointed out, uh, entering into Walmart or exiting Walmart here. Uh, but you would see the, the multitudes of people, the beggars, lined up uh, seeking help for their situation. 
And that's blind Bartimaeus. I want to just take here tonight and bring out some truths of Bartimaeus that can be very much of help to us tonight. The first thing we see is Bartimaeus begging. Here's a blind man. I want to point out he's a human being. I want to point out that he is loved. Uh, he's known as Bartimaeus. Uh, he's known as, as the son of Timaeus. Now, I, I think that God gives the name, and I, I wonder, and we're going to see this toward the end. I wonder here if this man is not converted and comes to Christ and becomes an important part and is known by the disciples from that point. But here's this human being, a blind man, and in that culture, uh, very difficult, very little possibly that this man could do to make a living. And so he's a beggar. He's set by the highway side begging. Now, as we think about a beggar, there, there are a lot of truths. And uh, I believe we ought to become spiritual beggars. And here is Bartimaeus. Uh, he's a beggar. He's got a need. He has a need that he knows he cannot meet himself. And he's not ashamed to proclaim that need. And so he's sat by the highway side begging, and he's accustomed to this. And I would just picture this man, he's accustomed to raising his voice. He's accustomed, as he would hear, he could not see, but he could hear when traffic would pass by. And I would just picture he's this man that would raise his voice, and he would cry out and say, hey, I'm a, I'm a blind man, can you help me out? I need some food. I need some help with my house. Can you help me? Is there anything that you could spare? Do you have change? Do you have a dollar? Do you have something that you could help me with here as you pass by this way? Now, a lot of spiritual lessons. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the poor in spirit. When I think of one that is poor in spirit, I think of a beggar. See, to be poor in spirit is literally to become a beggar before God. And I believe here's the, the principle tonight is that each and every one of us have a deep spiritual need. And that is a need that we cannot meet ourselves. And to be poor in spirit is to recognize that need, uh, to recognize our inability and to be unashamed to bring that need to the Lord Jesus Christ, and to do as 1 Peter chapter 5 says, to humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That's to be poor in spirit. That's to be a spiritual beggar. That's illustrated tonight for us in blind Bartimaeus. Now, as we follow that story of blind Bartimaeus, it, it becomes very evident in the relationship here, spiritually speaking. So we see Bartimaeus begging. But I want you to notice in verse 47, we see Bartimaeus pray. And so verse 47 reads, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now he becomes a beggar before Jesus. He heard the commotion. I think sometimes uh, it would be evident that here is a blind man. He's learned to pay attention to his ears. He's learned to make that up 
uh, with his uh, with the sound with the ears and so he heard the commotion it's resulted from the crowds that are following the Lord Jesus Christ and so evidently here curiously he asked what's what's happening what's going on and uh, then it says he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth now here's blind Bartimaeus he's sitting by the wayside he's begging uh, for his necessities of life but he hears that it's Jesus of Nazareth that's the reason for the commotion and it becomes very evident here and I think probably as a blind man often sitting by the wayside begging he would hear the stories of people and there's no doubt that by this time uh, the miracles of Jesus have made their way to the ears of blind Bartimaeus and so he's most likely heard the stories of other blind men that have been healed maybe lepers that have been made clean and whole Perhaps the demon-possessed that have been cured. Uh, maybe those that have been unable to walk. He's heard the story, how Jesus made them to walk. And so he's heard the miracles, the blind to see, the deaf to hear. Uh, perhaps the story of the Lord calming the sea and raising Lazarus from the dead. And all of these miracles have made their way to this blind man who's learned to be a good listener and hear the stories. And now he hears, this is Jesus of Nazareth passing by and knowing this was Jesus of Nazareth he became this spiritual beggar and there are two important aspects as he begs before Jesus as he prays I want you to see here as he prays in verse 47 when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out and here's the spiritual cry this is a prayer sincerely from the depths of his need, from the depths of his heart. And notice his prayer. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, and this is interesting, thou son of David. Now, they have drawn his attention, Jesus of Nazareth. But he takes that a step further. Jesus, thou son of David. Of David see the crowds had told him a portion but Bartimaeus recognized far deeper who this one was passing by I think in that statement there's the messianic character of Jesus that Bartimaeus is recognizing you see he understands it far deeper than Jesus of Nazareth he understands this is the Messiah this is the one that is going to sit upon the throne of David now, that is so important in the case of blind Bartimaeus because Bartimaeus is recognizing with that statement that this is the one who has all power, all authority, and we saw this morning that he's the one that has the keys of David. And he opens and no man can close, and he closes and no man can open. And so he's spiritually, blind Bartimaeus, spiritually able to see what others could not see. He's seeing Jesus for who he really is. And so his prayer is based upon the authority of Jesus Christ. Now, he's got a great need. He's blind. Uh, humanly impossible to heal. But he understands here's one that has the authority to meet that need. And then the personal aspect of this prayer, his need of a Savior, have mercy on me. Oh, what a wonderful prayer. Have mercy on me. I think of the publican in the temple 
would not so much as lift up his eyes to heaven, but he simply cried out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, I need something from you that I don't deserve. In fact, if you give me what I deserve, I'm in a mess. Lord, have mercy on me. Physically blind, a picture of a deeper spiritual need. I'm thinking of Revelation chapter 3, verse 17, the church of Laodicea. And of that church, because thou sayest, I am rich, increased with goods, have need of nothing, knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And we have of the church of Laodicea, a church that had a deep need, but they didn't understand that they had a need. And so they went on in their blindness and they were content to be lukewarm. And Jesus pointed out to that church, this church was a church that had great need, though they were rich and increased in goods, they didn't understand spiritually their deep need. But blind Bartimaeus, in his blindness, understood also a spiritual aspect. See, here's something so important. Until we recognize that we have a deep need, we'll never become a beggar before God. See, in reality, every one of us have a deep need. If we're not saved... We desperately need salvation. And we cannot save ourselves. There's absolutely nothing that we can do. There's no church or religion or goodness or effort on our part that can save us. We have a deep need. And the problem, many will not be saved because they don't even recognize the depth of that need. They don't understand their depravity. They don't understand their inability. They don't understand that apart from Christ and His blood, there is no hope. But you know, if we take that a step further, if we are saved, we're still spiritual beggars. And how often we're powerless, how often we're empty, how often we struggle and we grow up in our own flesh, even in the Christian life. And, and until we recognize our deep need, we'll not cry unto God as did Bartimaeus. And it's only when I see myself as I truly am before a holy God that I become that beggar. It's only in my weakness that I can find his strength, his power, his ability. Here's Bartimaeus praying. Verse 48, Bartimaeus persisting. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. <laughs> I like this. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. They tried to silence Bartimaeus, and it's almost like, Bartimaeus, shut up. He doesn't care for you. And you would kind of get the picture, here's a blind man, and they're kind of, uh, as they look upon this man, what would Jesus have to do with this man? And he's got other things. He's pressing on towards Jerusalem. Bartimaeus, just be quiet. Okay, you're being too noisy. You're being too persistent. But he refused, and I, and I like this. Many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried out the more. This guy's a troublemaker. He, he wouldn't heed their advice. He cried the more a great deal. You see, that kind of persistent pleading with Christ is always noticed by Jesus. See, there'd be many discouragements in coming to Jesus. I guarantee you that if you have a need and you bring that need to Jesus, there's going to be something that's going to try to discourage you from that. 
there will be some that will try to silence you. Oh, shut up. Shame on you. They'll mock you. They'll try to sidetrack you. You're going to have enemies that are going to try to keep you from Jesus. You'll have embarrassment and pride in your own heart. They will try to keep you from bringing that to Jesus. Sometimes there are going to be worldly pleasures or cares of the world that are going to keep you from being persistent. And here's a thought that I want to give you, and, and you might even want to write this down. When you are tempted to stop, cry out the more. Okay, did you get that? When you're tempted to quit, that's when you need to cry out even more. That's when you have the deepest need. And you see, persistent pleading, uh, don't be swayed from that need. Uh, This is a biblical beggar tonight. Uh, One that has a deep need, one that understands he cannot meet that need, and one who is not ashamed to bring that need to the Lord Jesus Christ. Illustrated here by blind Bartimaeus. That's Bartimaeus persisting. Then that brings us to Bartimaeus receiving. See, Jesus heard him. I want you to look at just the first part of verse 49. And Jesus stood still. That's a neat thought. Think about it. There are crowds. They're pressing upon the Lord Jesus Christ. There's commotion. His face is set towards Jerusalem. Within a week, he will be crucified. His heart is set. His mind is set. And above the noise, above the crowds, and above that face set towards Jerusalem, he heard a voice. And it says, Jesus stood still. Remember, he's pressing his way towards Jerusalem. He's on his way to the cross. He's passing quickly through Jericho. We mentioned it was almost as if he came in and out of the city. But there's one voice. And he hears that voice. And he stops. He stands still. You know, he had time for this man. This one man. This one man in all the crowd, he had time for him. And it's always been that way. He's never too busy for you. He's in heaven. He's surrounded by hallelujahs. But you know, he ever lives to make intercession for you. And he says, come boldly before his throne. And voice your need. He still hears the cries. He still hears your cries. He still takes the time. And he's always ready to help at once those who genuinely come before him. Jesus heard him. And then this is very important. Verse 49. Jesus called him. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And I I just point out, it's kind of interesting to me, that here they are, Bartimaeus, be quiet, shut up, he doesn't care about you. And then Jesus stands still and commands that they call him, and now they go to Bartimaeus and be of good comfort. He heard you, they changed their attitude suddenly. And I want to point out to you, as Jesus called Bartimaeus, he's still calling today. Isn't that precious? Still calling. 
And if you listen closely, you can hear him. Verse 50, I like this. He, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. <laughs> that was good news. So Bartimaeus rose immediately to his feet. But I think this is not by accident. Every part of the word of God is precious and important. Casting away his garment. That's important. The Bible tells us that we're to lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. We're to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. See, when you come to Jesus, you have to abandon something. You have to abandon something if you're to come to Christ and be healed. You see, there are sometimes the weights that keep us from coming. We have to set aside those weights. Maybe a garment. It might be some bitterness, some unforgiveness, some unbelief. A besetting sin. It might be an attitude or a habit, uh, drugs and alcohol and lust and something that just holds us in bondage. It may be a relationship. And here is Bartimaeus and that garment that he holds in his hand is nothing compared to the privilege of entering into the presence of Jesus Christ. And there are some times if we understand the deep need and we cry out unto the Lord to have an open door before the Lord Jesus Christ and we recognize there's nothing that we hold or possess that is worth what Jesus is. And Jesus is worth more than all the riches, all the treasures this world can offer. As we sang this morning, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. So then Jesus not only called him, but Jesus questioned him. Verse 51. And Jesus answered, said unto him, What wilt that I should do unto thee? What will that I should do unto thee? Do you see that? A blank check. <laughs> it's like Jesus signed his name at the bottom of the check. Says, here, Bartimaeus, is a check. What do you want? I'll give you whatever you want, Bartimaeus. What is it that you need here tonight? What's the deepest need of your heart? I want you to think about that. Because how you answer that really says a lot about who you are. You say your deepest need, I need a million dollars. It's probably not a need. Well, my deepest need is I need a new car, a new house. My deepest need, I, I want a job that's going to pay me a million a year. What is your deepest need? If you had a blank check tonight, what would you ask Jesus for? See, I think sometimes the Lord doesn't give us a blank check because our hearts are not pure. And the Lord couldn't trust us with what we would ask. What would you ask him tonight that really reveals your heart? Remember Solomon? Uh, Solomon was given a blank check. Solomon, what would you like? And Solomon very wisely said, Lord, I need wisdom. I have a great kingdom. There's no way that I can lead or be the king that you want me to be apart from your wisdom and your direction. What would you ask the Lord for tonight? Would you say like Bartimaeus, Lord, 
Heal my blindness. Would you say, Lord, take away my sin. Lord, forgive me. Lord, save me. Lord, set me free. Lord, have mercy on me. What would you cry out for? Lord, I need your help. I need your wisdom. Lord, as a father, I don't know how to raise my children. I don't know how to be the husband that I need to be. Lord, I don't know how to reach people. Lord, I need your power to be able to be your witness. Lord, I'm struggling in sin in my life, and I can't do it on my own. God, I need you. What would you ask the Lord for if he gave you a blank check? So I believe when the heart is right, that check is given. And he says, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. As we read on here, Jesus rewarded him, and this is very important in verse number 52. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And notice this little word here, immediately, immediately, immediately. He received his sight. Uh, An immediate passage from darkness into light. Here he is, one moment, he's blind, and now his eyes are opened, and now he can see. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. One moment, blind, the next moment, eyes opened. And let me just point out, so it is, with conversion. That's the picture that's given. See, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So the moment our faith is put upon the Lord Jesus Christ, that moment the eyes are opened, and that moment the Spirit of God comes to take up residence in the heart, and that moment a miracle is worked in the heart and the life, and in a moment we pass from death to life, we pass from hell to heaven, we pass from being lost to being saved, we pass into the relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a moment. It's immediate. It's a miracle. See, that's the window here of opportunity for Bartimaeus. This is so important to grasp this tonight. See, Jesus would never pass this way again. This is his last time in Jericho. He's going to stay this night in Bethany. Within the week, he's going to the cross. And understand something, if Bartimaeus did not get his sight that day, he'd have been blind the rest of his life. That was his window. That was his opportunity. That was the time when Jesus was passing by. That's why it was so crucial for him to come before the Lord as a beggar. I don't know how long he sat by that wayside, how long he was there on that road to Jericho. How long was he? How many years did he spend there begging? And now this opportunity, this time, here comes Jesus. And he's heard the stories. And he took that opportunity. You know, sometimes we think we can get right with God in our way, in our time, when we want 
No, it's not your time. It's God's time. God says today is the day of salvation. Today's your opportunity. Today's your window. Today is the time you hear from the Lord. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as the day of provocation. Bartimaeus receiving. Now go to verse number 42 or 52, the latter part of the verse. And we have Bartimaeus following, and this is kind of neat. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight, but I like this, and followed Jesus in the way. I think as he followed the Lord, he followed the Lord with a changed heart. What a change. Of course, physically there was the change. He would never be the same again, would he? He would never have to sit by the wayside again begging. Now he could see. But spiritually, I believe there's the picture given he would never be the same again. He was changed. He followed the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and what a blessing as he followed the Lord. Now he could see to follow the Lord. And can I say spiritually speaking, until your eyes are opened, you can't see to follow the Lord. And when he opens the spiritual eyes, you can see. And he followed with a changed heart. I, I think he followed with a grateful heart. Don't you, don't, don't you think here is Bartimaeus? Uh, he was not like the ten lepers, and only one came back to give glory unto the Lord. Nine never came back to Jesus. Here's Bartimaeus. He's received a miracle. And so I believe with a grateful heart he's following the Lord. But I think he's following the Lord with a surrendered heart. See, now he belonged to Jesus. Now he was no longer blind Bartimaeus. But now he's a Bartimaeus that's been changed by Jesus Christ. He belongs to Jesus. And see, those that know the Lord desire to follow him. I think that's one of the evidences of a true Christian. A true, saved, born-again individual wants to follow Jesus Christ. You know, I, I really believe this. There, there are multitudes of people that they have a form of godliness. They have a head knowledge of the Lord. There's been no change of heart, and there's not really a desire to follow the Lord. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When the heart is changed, it'll never be the same again. And in Bartimaeus, he would never be the same again. I think it's interesting. In the Bible, we're given his name. And so it's evident here that the apostles knew Bartimaeus. I, I don't know, and, and I don't know what happened to Bartimaeus after this point, but I've always wondered about this. Because he's evidently known by the apostles, and here Mark mentions him by name. I wonder, did he become a member of one of the early churches of Judea and known as Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus? I don't know. The Bible does not tell us there, but I kind of think we're going to see Bartimaeus in heaven. And I think it's going to be fun to hear his story about how he met Jesus. And we sing the song, I once was blind, but now I see. I think that's going to be Bartimaeus. Yeah, I remember that time. I, I was blind. Yeah, physically I was blind, but spiritually I was blind. And that day he made me whole. Not just on a physical level, but on a spiritual level. He changed my life. And it was never the same from that day forward. Here's Bartimaeus begging. Bartimaeus praying. Bartimaeus persisting, Bartimaeus receiving, Bartimaeus following. That's how you become 
a spiritual beggar, a biblical beggar. You've got a need. You can't meet that need, but Jesus can. And don't be ashamed to bring your need to Jesus and cast that at his feet. Every head bowed.